Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi, everyone. Welcome back onto the podcast. I have my lovely friend, Becca, here with me today. Becca, hello. Hello. <laughs> First, guys, today we are going to talk. So actually, I'll do a little bit of background. Becca's not a mum, which you'll uh, figure out in a minute. But we're going to talk about the pressures of having kids as women. So Becca, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Hello, listeners. My name is Becca, as Magley has said. I am 30. Oh, I was going to say 32. Not yet. I'm 31 years old. Um, I live in London with my husband. I've been married for five years and no one has killed anyone yet. So that's good news. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just having a really nice time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to dive straight in, Becca. Yes. Do you feel pressure to have kids? Used to feel pressure to have kids. I think going back maybe five maybe like just before we got married so maybe like say five years ago or so I feel like so many people always ask like when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna have kids and I think one it's less appropriate to ask people that now which is good I'm glad that's like became more of a of a like social norm to not ask people that um but I also think just yeah people used to ask it all the time before we were married I think where I'm from, I'm originally from Scotland. I'm from quite a small town in Scotland. And definitely, I feel like a lot of women my age back home have had babies. They're on like their second and third kids at this point. And for me and my husband, Johnny, we moved away from home in 2014. So I could only have been about 23. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds young. And people were asking me if I was having kids. What the heck? Um, honestly, but... I sort of moved, we moved away and we moved to London. So immediately our lifestyle was different when we moved away from like a small town to the big city. Um, and we've moved around a lot since then. We've lived in Germany, we've lived in America. We're back in London now. But yeah, I, I always was, my immediate answer was always no, 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 no. And I don't know if it was like a defensive thing because I used to just get like pissed off that people were asking me that in the mm. first place. And also just like, I don't know, I feel like as if I'm 12 myself. So I was also just like, no, I'm not having kids. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I annoyed with the question as well. So I think I was, I just got really defensive and was always like, no, 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 absolutely not. Never. And people would say, maybe you'll change your mind. And I'm like, no. <laughs> because I would just think like, that's not an appropriate question to ask. And just because you've had kids and ruined your life, I don't want to ruin mine. I've just moved to London. I am living it. <laughs> I am having cocktails and maple, like, <laughs> a fucking men, oh my goodness. Now I feel like less people ask, so therefore the pressure does feel less. Um, I also feel like people, one, people don't ask it as much because there's a lot more understanding on reasons why people might choose to not have kids, but also because I think I'm just more comfortable, like, in myself and my choices now anyway, that I'm comfortable to actually say now, like, no, but you know what, maybe I'll change my mind. And yeah, I guess we'll talk about that. Like, 
Well, yeah. Do you feel like you have changed your mind? I am definitely less of a no absolutely not never having kids not for me I'm definitely more open to it probably because I'm older now like I'm 31 very young still I feel like but in terms of becoming a mum like I'm I feel like I'm more established in my career I um yeah I just I think like now is a point in my life where if I got pregnant I could make that work that would be nice um I live in London currently we will probably move again abroad maybe just for like small periods of time due to my husband's job if we want to we don't have to but I would like to because I like the adventure of moving new places but I'm at the point now where I feel like well if I did have a baby like I I can take a baby with me like (laughs) you know like I think I'm just more comfortable in myself where I can say well do you know what maybe we will have a baby I'm more open to the idea and like when friends around you start having kids as well like your close friends that you have more in common with. So when people back home are all having kids, I was like, well, I have nothing in common with these people anyway. <laughs> but like, our lives are completely different. Um, yeah. And like, not in a disrespectful way, just our lives are different. They're not the same. But some of my friends, my more like adult friends from like the last, you know, however many years are starting to have kids now in cities and I'm seeing how they're getting on. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> You know, and I think me and my partner, we do um, talk about it often in just the sense of like, I'm really close with my mom. So we talk about like, oh, but it wouldn't be nice if like you had that with like your kids, like that nice closeness that you guys have. Like, what if my kid's an asshole and I don't want to be his friend? Like, yeah, (laughs) and it hates me and it's just an asshole and then we're not going to be friends. But at the same time, I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> what is one of your what is one of your biggest sort of fears or worries or concerns about having a child or maybe also the sort of pregnancy journey? So I'll start with the pregnancy journey because that part would come first, this I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's learned. <laughs> pregnancy comes first. Mom and dad. <laughs> the birth of um, oh my goodness. With the pregnancy journey, I feel like for a career I'm a Pilates instructor so I am just very like in tune with my body I feel like so I don't know I like to I like how I am that's gonna sound really vain and like I know that is not the most important thing and like trust me I know that um but I am comfortable in my own skin I like feeling good I like feeling strong and I do worry and I struggle with loss of control um when I don't feel in control of a situation so I do worry that being pregnant in itself I would feel really out of control as in my body changing shape. And I think, and you'll understand this from working in an industry when there is an ideal body type and when you no longer fit in that body type, which I wouldn't for a period of time when I'm pregnant, although it's a very natural thing. um, I think that would like, I would struggle with that a little bit. Um, And yeah, I just think the loss of control, I would struggle with. Yeah. (laughs) On the back of that, I will say, so firstly, I totally resonate because I know, you know, something that me and you have spoken about um, loads. (laughs) And during pregnancy, I actually, I was surprised at how good I felt in my body. Not at the beginning, because at the beginning, you're not showing, you kind of just feel like you've had a big curry, you know, (laughs) and no one likes that. You just feel a bit bloated. But when I really started showing, when I really started to like look pregnant, I was surprised at how good I felt. I will say for me, the biggest struggle has been postpartum Mm -hmm. and not just emotionally obviously you know the listeners and you of all people know how much that's been a struggle but physically sort of like this you know 
getting my body back. Like what body? A body I struggled with anyway before, you know, pre-pregnancy. Um, and that's been the biggest challenge because again, like you say, being in the industry that we are and we're lucky, we're, you know, slim, petite, and that's, that's lovely, but that doesn't mean that we always feel 100% comfortable in our skin. Mm -hmm. And the idea that we should, because we're Pilates instructors or yoga instructors, but I've also just fucking given birth. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, really resonate I with think, that. and I, I mean, there's only certain people you can say that to because some people would think, oh my God, how like get over yourself? Like, but the fact is that is a real feeling that like I feel and probably lots of other people feel. It's like the loss of control that my body that I've been used to for years and I've not always had a good relationship with it. Sometimes I've not loved the way it looks. You know, like you go through ups and downs with your body, but at the point now, and I think at this point, because I, this is my career now, like I am quite comfortable with my body. It's, I like the way it looks, generally speaking. Don't get me wrong, we all have days where we're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, But generally <laughs> speaking, overall, it's strong, it's healthy. And I worry that that would change with pregnancy. I worry that I would go to a class and I don't worry, this is a fact, I'd go to a class and not be able to do some of the same exercises because they're no longer safe. And I would have like, oh, no, but I can do that. I want to do it. Like, I would struggle with that point of pregnancy. But I also don't know that, I actually don't know that the pregnancy part, because because I know myself, I know that I would get pregnant, have that journey, I'd have the baby, and I know that I would, because of my lifestyle, I know I would get back into movement and things quite quickly. So I don't think I would just go, oh, well, and just sit on the couch. Like, it's my job. Like, I would get back into it. Um, so that part doesn't concern me as much. But I do often worry about just, and especially I know what you've been through and other mums that I know have been through. And I just think, oh, God, when you have the baby, the anxiety and the stresses and everything that comes with that. And I have struggled with some mental health issues in the past um I suffer from um anxiety and it's yeah it's like a a small battle every day but it is there and sometimes it flares up some things trigger it and my whole body reacts and sometimes it's okay and that's fine but I do think having a baby I do worry and I've been in one particular instance that you know about when I was in a really really deep 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 dark hole I'd spiraled <laughs> spiraled into a deep dark hole and I worry it's always in my head that I never can go back there. Those couple of months where I was in that hole, I can never go back there. And I, I think I'm more well equipped that I wouldn't, but I do worry that like such a big life change, like a baby would maybe send me back down that spiny hole. And I'm like, I can never go back. I can never go back there. That is also a concern of mine. Like, could I deal with it? Like, could yeah. I could I do it? Like, I know billions of women do and have done, but could I? Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, I 100% agree. And also, like, physically, you've worked hard on your body, right? Mentally, you've worked hard on your mental health. Yeah, yeah 100%. So all of those things that you have literally spent your whole life getting to a point where you feel okay in your own skin, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it goes to fucking shit. <laughs> well like you I've invested so much time in getting the mental health in order the physical health in order I'm gonna fuck it all up and have a baby like that it's like yeah. a daunting prospect like I don't know and also I don't know this is the thing as well there's parts of me that are like oh it would be really nice maybe and let's not just take for granted that we could have one like I would okay. okay so let's say I would like to try and have one then I'm like but do I because my life is good I have a good life like I don't know why I want to 
A good, uh, I'm going to say it back up. I'm going to say it. A good shallow life. I have a lovely shallow life when all I have to think about is when my next match is, what Pilates class me and the dog are going to, where I'm going for dinner on a Saturday, am I going to Spain? I don't know. Like, <laughs> no. I... <laughs> no, but the thing is, is that like, me and you have joked about this, but I also, <laughs> but it's real. <laughs> Well, and there's no shame in that. There's no shame in liking a luxurious life, you know? But also, like, um, I will also say to the listeners, like, I feel like we're making you sound really, you know, <laughs> like snobby and no, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> trust me, she's not. <laughs> I've seen this girl, she is not. But yeah, I do feel like sometimes there's also shame being like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want slimy hands all over me. I don't want, you know, crumbs in my couch cushions, which trust me, I have so many of. Like, it's okay to not want that. <laughs> I just, don't get me wrong. I do, I know, like, sometimes me and me and Johnny, my husband, we talk about it and we say like, oh, but like our life is so good just now, like blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes we say, but that's now. Like, what about in years to come? Like, will, will we maybe feel like something's missing? Or will we feel like, look at the fucking great time we've had. <laughs> like, it's hard to like weigh it up. And I think, I, I honestly don't, I don't think I could ever make this decision. I think I have to just get pregnant by accident if I'm going to have a baby so that I can't think about it. Because you, it's like anything. This is going to sound ridiculous. But as you know, I compare my dog to baby dogs. <laughs> but I always say like, it's like when you get a dog. If you overthink it, you're never going to get one. Because you can always think of reasons not to get one. But if you just do it, again, not the same, I am aware, the magnitude is different. But I think like, it's if you do overthink something, you'll always find a reason not to do something. So it's like, oh, but this, oh, but then there's that. Oh, and you weigh things up and you can write a pro and con list. You Once you're in the situation, you're in it. Sometimes people will say to me, again, this is about a dog, but they're like, oh, I want to get a dog, but I don't know. Because like, what about this and what about that? And I just say, your life is going to have to adapt. And you're going to have to get the dog to just fit in also with your life as well. Like, you can't change everything. Like, you are still going to have to go to work. Like, mums, like, they have time off and then they start to go back to work or whatever. It's like, your life is going to carry on. Everything is going to be different. But you have, you just move forward with your new normal. So, <laughs> again, I, I, I guess it's similar. Like, with a baby, it's like, there. it's such a change. Your whole life will never be the same. But then you just move forward with this new normal. And you make space for it to fit into your life. And also it just slots in anyway. Like you have to just slot it in. What can you do? You you have to, like it has to work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I don't know. I just, it's so hard because I think we are at the age now when um, I'm 31, I'll be 32 this year. And as much as I still feel like, okay, like I'm fine. Um, I think like now is more a time when I have to, I don't mean necessarily for this year or even next year. I just mean in the next few years, Probably if we're going to try and do it, we're going to have to think about trying and doing it. Because uh, we both agree that if we're going to do it, we don't want to be too old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that Not not that there is a tool that everyone will have different ages. But for I think for us, we're kind of like, if it's not happened by 35, 36, like probably no. Like, um, and that's fine. You know, we'll see. <laughs> and I think now that we just have to think about it a little bit more. And so I'm more open to the possibility of it now that we're actually thinking about it. Also, going back to what you were saying, you know, overthinking things and stuff, I think we can do that with anything, you know, and I think it's so easy for me to say, obviously, because I'm on the outside in terms of you and your situation and your position, but how many times have you moved and have you had to 
completely uproot your life and start from the beginning and find a new normal. And it's all, it's all relative. For someone else, that might be absolutely inconceivable. Yeah. And yet you've done it. Yeah, I know. And I didn't go down the spiry hole again. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, it's something we've spoken about when we've said, oh, but, you know, this person, oh, God, their baby this, oh, no, like, it seems like they're having such a difficult time. And then sometimes we have to be like, we have been through a lot, like, of starting life again and again and again and again. Like, we've mm-hmm. literally, like, things that other people, I think sometimes you have to give yourself credit and be like, some people would really struggle with, like, that situation if that's what they're being handed. But we've managed to do it and it's had challenging moments. We've struggled with just everything that goes along with moving so much and starting again so much. Oh my God, so many things. But we we had a good time when we were doing it as well. It was hard, but we had a laugh. Do you remember we were homeless for like six months when we moved to London? (laughs) Literally. You just have to crack on. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I know I've spoken to you loads about this before. Sometimes I do worry that I come across a little bit negative and I worry that I'm, you know, portraying motherhood as literally the worst thing in the world. (laughs) But then also, I'm out the other side. Exactly. And I'm still standing. And I think, I know that when you're in a deep, deep hole, for whatever reason, it's so hard, but then you come out. And weirdly, in my head, I'm like, was it really that bad? <laughs> was, I, was I just a bit of a drama queen? Was it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think we always surprise ourselves as to how resilient we are. I think um, I've spoken about it to my mum and I have said to her like oh you know like but I'm really worried and my mum actually always says to me I think you would actually be great and I'm like really she's like yeah I think you're quite yeah you get you get on with things like you've been faced with things in life that you've had to just like run with it like and just go with it and just make what you can out of the situation and I think oh she's not wrong I think you always don't give yourself enough credit but for me, that is something that like makes me worry. So the loss of control, because I think that's a lot of where my anxiety stems from, <laughs> loss oh, yeah. of control um, and like the aftermath of being pregnant, the changes in your body, plus this new like human that you're responsible for. And like, that's what my routine is at the moment. Like you do what you want. I don't have a child to think about. So I think it would just be such, for me, it's just like, and also, I think the longer, I think the older you leave it to have a baby, then you're even more set in your ways of your lifestyle and like what you have. So I think the longer you leave it, when you have this baby, you're going to be like, ah, shock to the system. Like, because you're being so used to a life for a long period of time. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all, no matter what, it's always going to be a shock to the system, isn't it? Sometimes, as I've said, I think a little bit more nowadays we're having the discussion a little bit more as in like, well, we won't, we will, we won't, we. And Johnny, my husband is always a bit like, he's definitely more like, yeah, I think that would be like, (laughs) I think that would be a good idea if we were to. And you know, he's like, he's full of, I'd be a great dad. I'd be a great dad. You'd be a great mom. We'd be great. And I'm like, oh God, just watch us. Like watch us after we have a baby and we're just like walking about not had a haircut like not shower (laughs) yeah we're great (laughs) um so yeah I think it's definitely more of a discussion now but I'm not gonna lie like still very much on the fence and I think part of me thinks if someone told me tomorrow you can't have kids and like took that choice away from me I would be pretty gutted because as much as I haven't decided I do Mm. I would like to think I mean there might be something going on in my body that means I can't anyway and I just don't know but at the moment let's just say I have the option and I like that 
being able to have the option because I'm not 100% set. But there is, if someone did take away the option, how to put it, you know, some people, they just feel like they were born to be a mom. That's their purpose in life. And that's what they want to be. I don't feel like that. I've never felt like that. I'm not particularly maternal. It's not that I'm like, I have to have a baby to complete me. That's my purpose in life. And that is some, that is how some people feel. I don't feel like that. So while if someone took that choice away from me, I'd probably be really upset because, you know, as a woman, you like to think you have that choice. But I also don't think it would end. Like, I don't think I would be like, oh, life is over. Like, I can't have a kid. Mm-hmm. because I'm on the fence do you know what I mean like I think I would be able to say okay and like would I go to the effort or effort go to the extreme of IVF if it was that case or adoption I don't think I would I think I would just say do you know what it wasn't meant to be because I'm not that set for it anyway um and then hey you just don't know maybe later in life you would regret it I don't you just you don't know what you're going to feel in the future yeah you, you don't you don't know like you don't know you just don't know you, you yeah. might regret it you might not who knows you might have one and think fuck <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> oh what a mess I've made <laughs> yeah. I fucked know. it I fucked it abort mission abort mission honestly I just can't um yeah I can but then I think like that can't be that bad people are on their second third fourth baby I have a neighbor and I didn't actually realize she was pregnant until recently. And she's got two kids. I think they're both under five and um, she's pregnant. And she's literally due like any moment that she may have even had a baby because I've been on holiday. <laughs> I've been on holiday again. Shock. <laughs> but I'm like, she has three kids under five. I think it can't be that bad, but you want to keep doing it. Like, <laughs> um, it's like a hangover. Like you always say you're never going to do it again. Then you just keep doing it. <laughs> That is the best analogy to having a child I've ever heard. <laughs> it is like a hangover. It makes me sick. It gives me a headache. I never want to do it again. <laughs> you just want to pull the doobie over your head. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Before you know it, you're two bottles of rosé deep at the pub. And you're... <laughs> um, have you ever thought about freezing your eggs? actually I have thought about freezing my eggs but at the same time I think I was probably the person I was on holiday with just then was my mum so it was probably her I was talking to about it and I was saying actually it's becoming quite the thing like quite a lot of people that I know or know of someone round about my age that are freezing their eggs maybe people who aren't with anyone don't have a partner at the moment maybe just don't know if they want to have kids so similar to the point I made earlier about if the option was taken away from me I sometimes wonder is it similar in this situation? Like if the option is taken away from me, like mm. do I, I'm like, okay, I missed the boat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If I get to, what do they call it? After you get to a certain age, like a geriatric mother. Yeah. <laughs> sick. But do you know, do you know what the age is? It's 35. Ridiculous. I'm the point, maybe this is more, my mum's not particularly old fashioned, but I just wonder if this is like an older way of thinking. My mum also says, maybe there's a reason as you get older, your body stops producing so many eggs. So are you interfering with nature a bit to start like taking eggs and, you know, like then using them when you want to? It almost makes a baby such like a, okay, so now I've got my house, now I've got my husband, now I'm going to have the baby. Like almost like you're really trying to like, I don't know, you're working through a little checklist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as much as I don't disagree yeah, with your mum's way of I'm thinking, sure, yeah. um, I will say also, we never used to live as long. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Didn't Robert De Niro just have a baby? I don't know, but some old people <laughs> are having great. Yeah, no honestly. Dying. Like they're all living for so long. 
Um, but no, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was, I know I saw my mum's point, but I was still like, no, but I think it's good that women have this option now because everything is changing. Women have careers now. Like, why should they put their career on hold when they're 28 to have like a baby? Like, do you know what I mean? Because they don't want to do it when they're geriatric, <laughs> you know, a little bit older. So I don't disagree with her, but I also think it is a good choice for women to have if they want it. Um, would I do it? I've also heard it's, am I right in thinking it's quite invasive? You have to take like, I don't know anything about it. I think you have to take hormones and I don't really know how it all works, but I don't know if I'd be into the process of freezing the eggs. Like I'm very much for like a, you know, like a, I don't take like hormonal contraception and things like that. So I just think I I don't know that I would love the process either. Again, Mm -hmm. I think because I'm not like, I must have kids that I want to put my body through that like to Mm -hmm. to potentially have them if I decide I just think you know what Becca make your fucking mind up in the next few years if you want to start trying for once and then if you don't you don't and if you do then you try and if you can that's fantastic and if you can't who knows maybe I'll change my mind maybe I'm like oh no I do want to have you know like I want to go down another route of trying to have a baby or maybe just now my thought is I would probably just move on and think okay well it wasn't meant to be then maybe I'll change my mind you know who knows do you feel like there's a person in between you and Johnny who might want kids more than the other or is it quite equal um like me or him who wants yeah. more um I would say that he is a little bit more for than me he's not don't get me wrong if <laughs> if I was to say tonight shall we go and try for a baby he'd be like whoa 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 he's not like he's not like he'd be like I mean we can do the deed but let's say <laughs> let's let's get off at Haymarket let's get off at Haymarket not advisable listeners <laughs> like can you explain the saying to the listeners so basically there's this saying in scotland so there's two main train stations in edinburgh there's edinburgh waverley that's the final one and the stop before that is edinburgh haymarket so the stop before the final stop is haymarket so we call it jumping off at haymarket so you don't go all the way to waverley you jump off at haymarket and that is not safe sex so don't be practicing that <laughs> to confirm it means pulling out yeah, sorry, yeah, it means pull it out. God, sorry, I should specify. Just for anyone who wasn't grasping that. Pulling out. Um, the pull out method, yeah, no. I know a few people that have gotten pregnant from that when it wasn't necessarily planned. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Johnny is a bit more like, I think we should. And I think it would be good. And like, he's, yeah. And I think, don't get me wrong, I think he would be a fantastic dad. Like, I really do. Like, he's a very, very caring person, very protective, affectionate. Like, I think he would be, but he's also like, he's got really good standards. Like, things are like, he's, I don't know, he's just, he's good. He's good at most things. Like, <laughs> the important things to him like really matter so I feel like he would be mm-hmm. if there was someone I was gonna have a baby with I feel like he would be amazing <laughs> and, that's good and he pulled me out of the black hole as well when I was down there so maybe he could do that for me again yeah so I do think like he would be a fantastic dad I don't really have doubts so much for him uh, yeah it would be me it would be me just floundering around the place <laughs> what do you think would be your strength as a mum my strength if I were a mum decent set of just like how to be a good fucking human don't be an asshole um don't get me wrong if someone who knew me when I was like 16 is listening to this and is like you were an asshole you're probably like right but I was 16 (laughs) humans we're pretty decent people I think we have good values I think we have we try our best to like yeah just be like nice just be nice don't be a dick like (laughs) 
the world is hard enough without you being a dick so I do think like I think we would just instill is that the right word just like be a good person do the right thing and I think me and Johnny have a really good balance as in the sense of like he is when I say serious, he's fun, you know, but like, he's yeah, yeah. the more serious one. He's like, he deals with like the money. He deals with, he deals with all of that. Whereas I'm like, woohoo, that's planned for us to go on a roller coaster. I bring the fun. <laughs> I bring the fun to the relationship and he keeps us in just like functioning as adults. <laughs> balance of like, you know, being sensible yeah. and being fun between us. We have that nice balance and we bounce off yeah. each other like that. So I feel like for a child, that would be nice because I very much, um, I grew up, my mum remarried when I was about five to my stepdad, Billy. And me and my mum actually spoke about this on, on our trip there. And I said, I honestly love Billy so much. And I feel like Billy has had such a part to play in me not taking life too seriously as an adult, which sounds like a, sometimes people would think that's a bad thing, but I'm saying it in a positive way. Like you have to see the funny side of life. You have to take the piss out yourself. You have to be able to yeah. laugh at yourself. You have to make an arse of yourself. No one cares what you look like. Like, do you know, like just have fun. And I think like Billy is the one who like really always brought that to like our family. So I feel like it would be important for me to do that like if I had a family I'd want to be that person who is like be a clown be a clown a little bit like it's fine because life is life can be short life is crazy and so you have to you have to have those fun moments like when you can get them and I feel like that's something he brought in something that now as an adult I feel like I've taken into adulthood and I'm actually like really grateful like that he's always brought that like silly funniness to our life because my mom, yeah. don't get me wrong, my mom's a great laugh, but my mom is probably more like Johnny. She's like very organized. She likes, and she's like good with finances and she's just very like, yeah, she's just got her shit together. <laughs> but also I think, firstly, your mom, you know, for some time was a single mom. So she had to be organized. Yeah, she was, yeah, she, my, my mom and dad split up. My dad um, had an affair, left my mom for someone else. Um, not uncommon <laughs> back, especially in the nineties. I feel like this was a trend. Like so many of us, like I don't think it's such a thing now. But anyway, I don't know what was going on back then. Everyone was, everyone, <laughs> no one could keep it in their pants. But anyway, um, yeah, I. Uh, it's really interesting because yeah, I guess my mum then all of a sudden was responsible for two kids, me and my brother, a house, a mortgage. Like she had a job. She always worked full time, so she's trying to like run a household, keep this full time job, keep her kids like on probably a limited salary at that point. You know, it's like she was so she had to be organized and she had to like have her shit together so mm -hmm. um while I was quite young I was only three when my mum and dad split up I think it was three yeah three um but then my mum met Billy and married my mum literally met my stepdad and I think the April and they got married in like the August like they met and married very quickly yeah wow. and they've been married like 25 years now so it's crazy but yeah there is just like then Billy came in and then there was just this nice like harmony this nice balance so I think like if I ever did have a kid that that would be something that would be important to me to have that nice balance and yeah have a nice time be a nice person and don't be a dick <laughs> yes hey fucking men is there anything that you see parents doing now with their kids and you're like i am never doing that that is bad parenting i feel like some kids they're not polite they don't know to say thank you they don't know to say please like i just feel like there's like they don't have as great manners and i think like that's so easy to teach your kid like good ma manners and how to just like behave to like a and don't get me wrong yeah kids can all be little riots and little monkeys and stuff but there's a difference between just being a kid and like being a bit mental but like I think like 
have manners. Like, I feel like I would be very firm on like teaching my kid manners as with Johnny. Um, trying to think what else, like just, just by like, I also feel, oh, I don't know. I have loads of thoughts, but I never like to say them out loud because I think like, I'm not a parent. I can't judge. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying, oh my God, why are they doing that? I don't have a kid. I don't know. Maybe I would do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's Yeah, to... I agree. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to tell me those thoughts anyway. But before you do, <laughs> I will tell you a few things that I never thought I would do. Okay. And I now do as a parent. Okay, go. I never thought I would let Isla watch as much TV as she watches. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah interesting. Uh, that's not something that I immediately thought in my head, but yeah, I, I understand. Um, we maybe twice have used the phone and put like cartoons when we've been out maybe three times. I don't know. It is rare. And that's something I'm determined to stick to, you know, because I don't want it to be TV all the time. If we have the TV at home, fine, especially if it's just me. And actually the thing is most of the time she doesn't really watch it all the time. It's just sort of like in the background, just like we might put the TV on in the background when we're cooking. Right. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, it is on much more than I ever thought I would have it on. And I used to judge parents uh, for having the TV on. <laughs> and I think if I didn't have a kid now and I saw how much time Isla had the TV on, I'd probably judge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. The second thing, oh, sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, that is one of my things. Yeah, you know that actually. We've already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fine line because to confirm, and even if you don't do what I do, it's okay. Um, whatever works for each family, I genuinely believe is absolutely perfect. But my one thing is where I draw the line, she falls asleep in her bed mm-hmm. and I fall asleep in my bed. Yeah. She does fall asleep with us. So like, you know, cuddle her, maybe rock her to sleep, but then I transfer her into her bed and I go to sleep in my bed. Only in extreme circumstances where she's been really sick or there's been an issue, I've slept with her. That's maybe happened once or twice, and she's now 20 months. That being said, in the middle of the night, oh, fuck it, I'm getting in the bed. <laughs> I just I can't, and I never thought I would. But I do think also, it depends um, what school of thought you're in. I used to think that I would be in the school of thought to let my kid cry it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not at all in that school of thought now that I'm a parent. And it's it's interesting because that completely changed. And it took me actually a long time to realize that changing my opinion is okay. Of course. Well, it's like me. Maybe I'll, one minute I might, oh, I'm going to have a baby the next minute. Absolutely not. That's fine. Like, that's my choice to make. It's your choice to make. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my two biggest things. Obviously, there's other things, um, but... I would agree. So I'll I'll go right into what you've just said. One thing, so again, another concern, if you want to call it, of having a baby is there's no getting around it. It takes a huge toll on your relationship. Like there's a whole other person in your relationship. There is like, it, it changes the dynamic. Everything is different. Yeah, like it, everything is different. Like it, your relationship is different when you have a kid, I feel like. And for me, again, this is probably maybe came from my mom or something like that as well. I think like mom and dad's bed is mom and dad's bed. Like, and you need to almost like protect that space for like your relationship because the kid is going to take over everything else. So if you can have that one thing that's just for you too, whatever that means, wink, wink, then I think (laughs) you need to protect that. Like, however, however, I don't think there's anything wrong. And I used to do it with my mom and the dad and then when dad was gone then Billy I used to my stepdad is Billy um I used to go into my mom's bed maybe like in the morning maybe like six 
o'clock in the morning and be like, yeah, come for a cuddle. Like, absolutely. Of course, your heart's like going to say no. So I think what you say is like probably what I would be thinking. Everyone goes to their own beds. Yeah, like if you want to come in for a cuddle like early in the morning, like that's fine, come in for a cuddle. Like, of course, like that's lovely. Um, but I do think like having a baby can, it can impact your relationship in a lot of ways. And I just think that is one thing you can try and like protect to make that little bit of time to just sleep together, be next to each other, hold each other, to be with your partner and not have the baby take over every last little thing. Like, and I know, and I know that won't always be easy. And hey, maybe I'll turn into one of those parents that wants to like, if I ever have a baby, co-sleep, I highly doubt it. But like, honey, <laughs> my space, I don't want a baby kicking me. <laughs> I, oh God, that's another thing that scares me about having a baby, lack of sleep, Jesus, I need eight hours. But I think it's why so many parents do co-sleep because admittedly, so to confirm, Sometimes if Isla wakes up in the middle of the night, say 2, 3 a.m., what we don't do is bring her into our bed. Similar to what you were saying with your mum, in the morning, yes, fine. If it's in the middle of the night, we go into her bed, into her room. So just to like a little background, she has her crib and then she has like a pull-out day bed in her room. So we pull out the day bed and then we fall asleep. But even that, I never thought I would do. But the thing is, you genuinely, it's two o'clock in the morning and you question, I'd rather like my yeah. relationship or my sleep. And you think, sleep. Oh, my relationship, <laughs> as long as I can sleep. <laughs> so for me, I think like, again, I see this listeners as a non-mom and a place that I am very open to, hey, that might change. I'm not saying anyone's doing it right or wrong. Everyone does what works for them. For me, thinking ahead, I would say I would want to keep bedtime for mom and dad. <laughs> I want my kids to feel comfortable. If they would want to come in for a little cuddle in the morning, absolutely, please come in. I will, I'm a very tactile person. I will squish you, cuddle you, kiss you. Absolutely, like, yes. Um, However, yeah, I think there will be times if they're unwell or a bit like just unsettled during the night yeah if it makes it easier that one time or whatever to go through like I don't know like that's fine I don't know one time can become two times and then they just are like come to yeah. that would just be one of my concerns and something that I would probably aim to do like I think that yeah. would be important and I think it would be important for Johnny because we have a good relationship and so I have no doubt having a baby wouldn't like destroy us but I think you have to be like mindful of your relationship and it will take a toll and yeah like you have to try and like have those little moments that you can maybe just yeah. keep and protect for just you two and if that just means having a little cuddle and going to sleep like that without a baby being in the middle yeah you know like yeah. <laughs> waving its arms and legs around then I think that's important yeah yeah you want to 100%. keep a healthy relationship yeah what is something else something else oh oh fussy eaters oh my god these kids oh. I don't like this I don't like that I don't like this I don't like that have you ever tried it no oh my god my gran my mom my gran looked after me a lot when I was little as well but probably at that time because my mom was working and um she always helped us like picking us up from school and things like that they would not have had that it would be if you would need to try it, it would get made to try everything and don't get me wrong if there was a certain thing I really 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 don't like it fine but as an adult I am well what am I dietary wise pescatarian 100% have been for like 12 years however I don't really have dairy either I will dabble with a little bit of dairy here and there at Christmas or whatever but you know like generally I, I would never label myself a vegan because then if someone catches me eating a piece of halloumi they're gonna be like bitch but um yeah generally speaking <laughs> I don't touch milk I don't like it's all plant my, like we literally have a pretty plant-based house a bit of fish for Johnny here and there I don't eat fish in the house really anyway that is irrelevant 
But the point is, that is my diet. That's a choice I've made um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. Pardon the pun. Um, but I think <laughs> in terms of being a fussy eater, I'm not a fussy eater. Obviously, I choose not to eat meat and I choose not to eat dairy because it doesn't agree with me and for ethical reasons. But yeah, like there's nothing like you can sit there, If someone says, oh, is there anything you really don't like? Just you don't like. Um, I don't like the aniseedy taste. Like licorice Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's definitely obviously something. But do you know what? Or like, I've... you know the you know the Zambuca? Yeah, I think it's aniseed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gross. Think, um, unless you sat me down a plate of meat or dairy, there's not much if you sat something down to me that I wouldn't be able to just, just stomach and eat. Because I yeah. think as a kid, for waste reasons, for just like getting a palate a little bit, to just mm-hmm. be like able to like, yeah, just have a open palate <laughs> um I feel like that's important because it's so annoying I have nieces and nephews um and I don't really know my nephew I've, I've always lived away since he's been born so I, I don't have like a strong relationship with him but I remember like um my nieces when they were younger being like I don't like that I don't want that I don't like that and it's like how do you know you've never had it like eat it um and it's yeah it's crazy it's so crazy and it's like you you can't live on a diet of pizza and chips like <laughs> I feel like I would want to really make sure that the kids get what we're having. Like, we're appropriate, obviously, but I don't know. I always just remember whatever my mum was having, we'd have in a smaller portion, really. Like, yeah, yeah like, obviously, when you're at the, obviously an age to be eat. But, yeah, I just I can't be doing with fussiness. I'm not a very good person at pandering. My bedside manner is minimal <laughs> for, like, when people are sick and they really, like, play on it. Very minimal. Yeah tolerance same with like fussy eaters I'm like how have you nourished yourself all of these years if you don't like a list to the left of my arm <laughs> I can't be doing with it so I think it's annoying it's annoying yeah it's annoying and like how annoying as an adult like how could you hold yourself like just like at dinner and company with people if you're close I don't like that I don't like that don't go to anyone's house then because you're gonna be a right pain in the arse and I say that as like yeah. a person who doesn't eat meat some people might see that as a pain in the arse but I feel like that's much more acceptable now isn't it agreed yeah. agreed would you how would you feel about your children and meat oh I think I would be quite similar to you in the sense of you are sort of raising Isla am I already saying like pescatarian she has fish doesn't she yeah yeah Yeah. I think I would do the same and of course when they get to the age if they're like mommy I want to get a Nando's why what kid wants a Nando's that was weird probably a McDonald's wouldn't it be my kid's going yeah my kid's going to Nando's because we live in London As if Nando's is like, does it Actually, love and Nando's. They do a really good rainbow bowl. Anyway, that is not relevant. So, what was I going to say? McDonald's. Yeah, if they said to me, oh, I really want to have a chicken nugget what, or a burger or something from McDonald's, of course I'm not going to be like, no, you're a vegetarian. You can't have that. I'd be like, <laughs> I've judged them. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would silently judge them, like, from the drive-thru. Okay. <laughs> You know what's in that? Yeah. You see what a chicken's foot looks like. <laughs> oh, I feel like, of course, as they got older, I'd give them the option. However, I do think, like, when you, you're raised without meat, like, why would there be the sudden need to have it? I have a friend um, who actually has, she's vegan now. In fact, has she introduced fish back into her diet? She was raised, I think, pescatarian or vegetarian, I can't remember which. And then she went fully vegan. I could be getting that order wrong. But the point is, she's never, like, She's never randomly ate meat, from my knowledge, because she's never been raised on it. So it's not like she's sitting there thinking, ooh, I really want to try that. 
like her mom and dad were veggie, I think. So that's just how she was brought up. So I think there is a small, smaller chance of them actually doing that. But I think there's no getting around it. It's healthier to not eat it. Like it's ethically better to not eat it. Um, My husband is not a big meat eater. He will, if we're out for dinner, don't get me wrong, he'll like have steak. Well, periodically has steak. He's not mad on it, but he will have steak if we're somewhere. Um, but in the house, he's like fish or plant-based, um, yeah. which I'm very lucky. I'm glad. I'm glad because he doesn't like, he's not sort of sitting there like, oh, I am man, I must eat meat. <laughs> no, but well, also I think like with all due respect, correct me if I'm wrong, you make dinner. Yeah. Same with me and George. I make dinner. You're going to have what I put in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is something, that is something I would definitely like, yeah, I would definitely try and <laughs> force <laughs> Oh, I have two more questions. Okay. And then I'll let you get on with your shallow life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask both of my questions now because I'm scared to forget them. My first question is, if you had a kid, do you think that you would move closer to home so that potentially you had a bit more support around you, your mum, family, etc.? And second question is... So you mentioned that a lot of your close friends are now, you know, starting to have kids or have kids. Has that influenced you in a positive or a negative way? So first question about if I had a child, would I think about moving closer to home? Again, this is my answer now. And I don't think it would change. I don't, we won't move back to Scotland. That's where we're at now. I would like to specify, like I have a few friends. Um, Johnny has a few friends, like we've known for years and years, but like our friend group isn't in Scotland, if you mm-hmm. like. I would like to say my friends that I have in Scotland, I love very much. So I'm not discrediting that. But you know, like my life essentially is, well, your life is where you make it. But I've never really been like an adult in Scotland. I feel like I've always moved, like I moved when I was like, I think I said 23 or something. So I've, I was quite young when I moved away. And there's a lot of reasons why I wouldn't want to move to Scotland. I don't think career wise, it would be a good move for my husband um, or me really for that matter. Um, I also just think it's a different vibe. Like I'm, a, I'm a, I like a big city. I'm a big city gal. And don't get me wrong. I love to be out in nature, the countryside. Then I like to come back to a big city. And as much as Scotland has Edinburgh, Glasgow, like, it's not the same. It, you can pretend yeah. it's the same. It's not the same. Um, and I think also having a kid for me, I would, I would like to have a kid in a city. I don't think it would be easy. I think it would be challenging. Um, but I also think there's just it's like a big wide world in a city. There's so many opportunities. There's so many different things to try. There's so many different clubs they could be in. Like I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot a city could give a kid. Um, so I personally, like I said, we will probably move again. Like we'll, we've bought a house in London now, so we've always got somewhere to come back to in the UK. But I think we'll maybe move again, probably within Europe. I don't think we'll back move move back to America again. But um, I think like we'll always probably live in cities until maybe we're much older. Maybe we would move to like the countryside. But I think it would be good to have a kid in the city. I think there's a lot of positives. I, I think it would be challenging at times, but I think there would be a lot of positives to it. So I would. If possible, I would want to stay stay in the city. I don't think I would move closer to home. Yeah, on that, I completely agree with you because this is something that it's not. I wouldn't say I struggle with it with Isla. So we live in a small town, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, in in Essex, it's in a town, and then it's fields. And don't get me wrong, personally, I do love it. Career wise, it's not ideal for me, but I mean, everyone knows the story. We have to be here for George's job because you know money blah 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 anyway needless to say 
sometimes I think to myself though, I want to move. I like, I don't want Isla to just be in one place. And I do think that when you live in a town in the countryside, there's just not as much diversity. And for example, right, I'm, I'm worried to say this out loud in case it's not PC, but like, I want Isla to meet a gay person. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, and see people from different cultures. But I'm sorry, I'm not sure I've ever walked past a gay person in Dunmore where I live. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, that's what I mean. I think what I said when I said like there's a big wide world in a city, that's what I mean. There's people from all different walks of life. Like there's, yeah, just all different kinds of people. And I think like in order to be the good person that I'm trying to like want this kid mm-hmm. to be, I think it's important that you're exposed to all of that so you can be accepting of people. You can have different experiences with different people. I mm-hmm. think like that's, that's really important to me I think especially like having moved away from a smaller town vibe to bigger cities when I lived in America I lived in New York so like you can't get much more crazy and diverse than that like and we were there for a few years and I just think yeah no I I mean having a kid in New York would be tough but I don't think it would be bad I don't think it would be bad um so yeah I yeah I think that would be something that would be important to me and you know what like you would make it work like you would see family when you can you would yeah sure you would probably have to get childcare in some form to help and like that's what people in London do that's like very normal I mean and also bearing in mind I'm not in London I've got childcare like do you know what I mean and my mum's abroad like because your family's abroad as well exactly yeah yeah. um the the second question you asked me was so your close friends having kids do you think that influences you positively or negatively Um, a little of both. When I'm with you and Isla, um, for the listener, that is Magley's child, I'm sure you know that. Um, <laughs> so like when I'm with you and like we get to like hang out and we get to, I love it and it positively influences me. Um, another close friend of mine, Eden, she has a little one who's seven. Oh, actually, is he nearly eight months now? I love it. Like I love, you know, giving him all the cuddles and like, you know, like it's fun. like, but that's me able to hand him back. And when I hand him back and I talk to you or my friend and they, I'm not slept or and I think, oh, okay. <laughs> then I'm negatively influenced. But by the way, I don't mean like, so don't tell me that because I think, as I said about this podcast and the whole like point of this podcast, it's a realistic view of what motherhood is because let's not kid on that all these yummy mummies. If there's one phrase I hate more than fucking anything in the world is yummy mummy vomit in my mouth. These running around with their Hanadigus jackets and their little prams and they're all dressed the same and no offence to anyone. And oh my god, we're just going for coffee and we're just doing this, we're just doing that. Acting like life is this perfect thing. We all know that behind closed doors it's fucking going to shit so I just think be a bit more honest about like what the situation is and I'm lucky that I have people around me my friends who have had babies who have been really open and honest they're not trying to be like my life's good honestly I've made the right choice fuck like do you know and I appreciate that because I think like it's very easy to get carried away and get in this little wholesome picture of me just trotting around with my little pram and you know like go for coffee fuck off yeah exactly like now I know that that's not yeah maybe you'll have like 10 minutes like that (laughs) um and I just think it's easy to get like the the dream of it all and then realistically it's not really like that um that's not to say it's terrible of course like it's amazing and special and so many nice positive things about it but otherwise why would people keep doing it but yeah I think um answer that question because I am positively influenced in so many ways 
and I see like the relationship especially now with Isla getting older that you're getting with Isla and I think I think it's amazing and yeah but at the same time I'm very I had my eyes open to how difficult it would be and like with that the people that all had kids when they were like younger when people were saying to me when are you having a baby when are you having a baby and they were a lot younger I'd take my hat off to them because how the fuck did you do that like at such a young age when I was still like struggling on how to know how to make beans on toast like do you know <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, and all these people who were annoying and kept asking me when I was having a kid, but they had kids and they did it. And that's amazing. Like, because it's not easy and I'm aware of that. Like, yeah. And I think yeah. I have a respect for people who do have kids because shit's tough. <laughs> yeah. But on that note, you know, <laughs> what am I doing this weekend? <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Gallivanting around London. I am planning on tonight's my bubble bath night you know that i like to take a, a pilates class let me tell you mum this is what i do on a friday night i go to a pilates class and then i have a bubble bath right saturday um saturday i think we're gonna go out into maybe like the countryside and do a nice big nature trail nice big walk with our little dog um not sure about saturday night and then sunday a few of us me and Johnny and a few of our friends we're going to meet at the pub and we're going to do we're going to sit outside because the weather's lovely and we're going to have beers and we're going to have roast I think and we're just going to have a good old little bank holiday Sunday I think oh yeah, yeah. bank holiday bank weekend holiday um, well, oh, um what are you doing make it sound exciting <laughs> <laughs> so I am working Saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> I say that, but to be fair, as you all know, and like you and the listeners and everyone, it means so much to me to be able to work more. So actually, as much as like, oh, I'm working at the weekend, like I'm really happy. Saturday afternoon, baby shower, loads of baby talk. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck now. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Exciting though. This weekend, and George is doing it because obviously I'm, I have plans on Saturday. Isla has her first birthday party, as in, like, not for her, obviously, because it's not her birthday, but she got invited to her first, like, group kid baby party, birthday party. Yeah, I'm a bit upset that I can't make it, but at the same time, I will enjoy seeing George in that situation. Oh, my God. Maybe there'll be, like, a daddy-daughter dance. <laughs> um, okay. Becca, thank you so, so much for joining us and for sharing all of your bits with us. Yeah. That's it. I loved it. And also, no one laugh at me if in like two weeks' time I post on Instagram that I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Should you ever decide to have a baby, you're definitely coming back on. On the pod, life after the baby. No more oh. shallow life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. No, it's been a joy. Thank you for having me. I'm sending you lots of love, my angel. Yeah. Ciao.